got. Bless you, Jesus.
Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. What a way to start this ninth day of August, telling the Lord yes and holding back, withholding nothing from him. Mighty God, you're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. This is Sunday Morning Live, uh, Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. God bless you. Uh, we're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Certainly, we believe that Jesus is Lord, and that's not just a cliche for us, but he is Lord and Savior. Our worship Sunday, our Sunday morning worship, I'm, I'm, just, feeling, uh, I'm, I'm just feeling like worshiping the Lord right now. And so uh, my thoughts are really um, just emotionally everywhere and just thinking about the goodness of God, not so much as following uh, you know, the protocol that we open the broadcast with. But, you know, you ought to just give God some praise. Just, just if you can, you just give him a wave right now. You know, if you're, whether you're laying in bed or if you're driving down the street, you can open your mouth up and, and just give God some praise. You know, if maybe you're at work, I don't know, on your way to work, maybe you're preparing for, uh, for a service, you know, to, to sit down on a service like you're doing right now. Uh, but just your heart, just pouring out our hearts. Just pouring ourselves out. Just pouring ourselves out unto the Lord, you know, and, uh, you know, with God, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. That's the way it should be. It's all or nothing because he's not going to accept partial and neither do we want, we don't want to be in a partial relationship, you know, where with words, uh, someone tell you, I love you, but their actions are something different. And so, you know, let's love the Lord. Let's love him the way he want to be loved. And, you know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost at 9 p.m. You know, I, I love that service. That particular uh, evening is all the services are special to me, but I love talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost uh, by one of my favorite authors of the scripture uh, that when the Holy Ghost moved upon him, uh, he wrote uh, the book of Luke and the uh, book of Acts, which is the second, second epistle and his ministry. I just love uh, because he's outreaching to people, and that's what I love, and that is to reach out to others. Uh, I, that is the great commission that God has given all of us. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition, if you're facing any type of opposition today, anything that you may be dealing with, face it in obedience, with obedience, uh, to the word of God. Apply the word of God to whatever you are dealing with. Uh, as I was saying at nine o'clock service or nine o'clock uh, teaching is very light on the acts of the Holy Ghost. But, you know, it's good to go to bed with the word of God on your mind. You know, so many are are going to sleep. And, you know, Netflix is on our mind, what we watched uh, on Hulu, what we watched on uh, you know, on Amazon Prime and, you know, but I, I want to, I want the word of God on my mind when I lay down at night and I, I want to be in total communication with God. You know, we're constantly receiving when, when we're asleep, whatever we're listening to, whether it's music, you know, and I, I love vintage radio. So I like listening to those old uh, programs uh, that they play, you know, the Long Ranger is a, is a favorite, you know, and and it's just amazing that the sounds that they made with cups and bowls and blocks of wood and different things to tell a story. And so, um, you know, but going to bed with the word of God on my mind uh, after enjoying some of those other things uh, is uh, the highlight. It's the highlight. And so uh, you don't want to miss out. And, you know, and I know that our time difference for those that are, uh, on uh, East Coast and those that are uh, other continents, uh, but certainly uh, you'll be blessed by the Word of God, you know. And so, if you've missed out on any of the messages 
please visit connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. And click God on Demand. That's our archive of messages. And so you can uh, catch up and on what you have missed, and, you know, and, and God bless you. Share the link with someone else. Tell someone else uh, about what's going on here. Uh, and, you know, I, I believe that it's important. Uh, someone may not be able to get out, but they can certainly listen in, send it into the prison, send it to somebody, send it, you know, we believe in reaching out to those and uh, those that are uh, on lockdown right now, not just lockdown because of the pandemic, but whatever situation that they found themselves in, they still need the word of God. Sunday mornings, I'm teaching on being rapture ready. Now we've shifted from uh, uh, where we were. We were in, we're in the book of Ezekiel on Tuesdays. On Thursdays, we're in the book of Acts. I've moved it to Thursdays. So that we could talk about on Sunday mornings about being rapture ready. There's so much uh, that you need to know. There's so much that is not being said by some. And then there's a lot being said by others, which is great for those that are teaching the truth and putting the word out there. Uh, you know uh, that that you need to be ready. You need to be living uh, holy unto the Lord in order to be rapture ready. So I'm teaching on being rapture ready and. Uh, you, you know, you need to understand uh, this. You must be ready. I can't emphasize this enough. You must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. You must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. That does not allow you time to slip your shoes on. It does not allow you time to get up from whatever you're doing and to make a change. It does not allow you time. You might miss the bus, you might miss a plane, you might miss the train. Uber uh, has come and gone, but you don't wanna miss the rapture. You must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Second Peter 3, 10 through 13 says, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also in the works there, uh, the works that are therein shall be burned up, the works in the earth shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in holy conversation and godliness? I want to keep the focus on being rapture ready. I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding dealing with the tribulation period. I want you to be ready when the Lord calls your name. There was a man that was having great success. He was not saved. So see, uh, you don't have to be saved in order to have success. Uh, and we'll touch that again later. But he was having great success. And the Bible said he built many barns and he was thinking, looking at his business adventure and how successful he had been. And he said, you know what? I'm going to build me some more storehouses. And that night, the Lord said, thou fool, uh, and called him in. And the reason he was considered a fool is because he, he was storing up everything in his natural life. But what about his spiritual life? And so the Lord called him home. So he never got a chance to execute those plans of building some more storehouses, making other investments, you know, and none of the money went with him. And, and so we want to keep the focus on being rapture ready, whether the Lord calls you collectively or calls us collectively or call you as an individual. And so uh, you want to be ready, not trying to get ready. There is a difference. There are so many saying the Lord is not through with me and be patient with me. You don't don't follow that path. God said, be, be, which is a state of being, be holy as I am holy. Uh, this sin and not the sin is in our control. And the scripture plainly identifies that. It says that, and Paul deals with that even in the text that, we're, that we'll be reading this morning. And so we're not making excuses. Don't want to make procrastination because that's the thief of time. You know, Joel 2 and 1 says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm 
in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh and it is nigh at hand. Noah was ready. Noah, the ark, Noah got ready. Noah was ready. His family uh, listened to what their father was saying and they got ready. His wife listened. She got ready. Enoch was ready. We don't know much about Enoch, but we do know this one thing is that his that the day came that he he was listening to what God was saying and he was ready and the Lord took him. Joshua and Caleb was ready. Elijah was ready and Daniel were ready, uh, just to name a few. How about you? Will you be ready in a moment in the twinkling of an eye? What if that moment in twinkling of an eye occurred today? I'm going to say, even so come, Lord Jesus. What if that occurred today? Will you be ready or will you be found getting ready? Now, many like making excuses and say, well, God know my heart. Yes, he does. And our hearts, your heart, my heart, the reason it needs to be converted is because of deceitfully wicked above all things. And, and so that's what the word of God says about it. But when we yield ourselves and, and be converted, have our, our, our uh, sins blotted out because we are, have repented and uh, converted, we've changed, it makes a difference. Now, when we talk about rapture ready, uh, uh, the first message that went on was talking about good fellowship required. And you need to understand that without good fellowship, you're not going to be ready. Uh, God's secret. If, if you don't know the secret of God, you're not going to be ready. And God reveals the secret to his friends. And so uh, you need to understand that. Uh, you need to have your passport stamped. Now, of course, I'm not talking about a physical passport. Uh, but you need the spirit of God because the Bible said that if a man hath not the spirit of God, he's none of his. And so therefore, we uh, use the phrase talking about a passport as an example. And then uh, the other, the fourth message was talking about the fire escape. Uh, those that had died before the dispensation of grace was ushered in were offered an opportunity to take the fire escape. Uh, Jesus went into the grave and preached to those that were sometime disobedience. And I don't know, I don't believe that uh, he took on a topic, but I gave it a topic saying fire escape this way. And the Bible said that when he got out of the grave, that many of those that, those that believe uh, got out of the grave and was seen by the saints. Uh, they marched through Jerusalem and uh, many of them saw their loved ones that had, that had died. And so the fire escape is this way. The Bible said Enoch, also the seventh from Abraham, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince, uh, to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and all of their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lusts and their mouths speaking great swelling words, having man's persons in admiration because of advantage. Now, understand God's message uh, uh, on preparedness has not changed. Uh, God's message is still the same today as it was yesterday, as it has been since the beginning of time. God's message on preparedness has not changed and is not going to change. Neither has his message on being prosperous. Now, uh, some like preaching messages of prosperity. And they say, well, you don't have to tell people about they said. That's not what the Bible said. It says, it says to preach remission of sin. In order to preach remission of sin, you have to identify those things. And so, uh, the message of prosperity is also part of God's will, too. The Bible is not prejudiced when it comes to prosperity. Uh, those that are, uh, those that are uh, these are earthly rewards. And like earthly rewards and intellectual knowledge of God uh, that exists, uh, none of that has to do with repentance. And it has nothing to do with salvation. You want to be saved no matter what. Remember, we talked about the man that had many barns. He was rich. He was well-to-do. However, that did not save him. He could not buy his way into God's presence. And, and so 
many have confused to think that prosperity or the things that they receive is salvation. Look, it may be the only reward that you receive if you're not doing. So when you do what's right, there is a reward and you can have. Paul said it like this. Paul said, why hope for the things in which your eyes see? In other words, there's a way to get it. There's a way to obtain the thing that you're looking at, that tangible thing, uh, you know, be, but don't mistake that as being salvation. Now, again, God is not above, uh, not uh, against it. He said above anything else, uh, the Lord is concerned about the prosperity of your soul. He said, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So you want your soul to prosper. You don't want to just gain the things of this life and then lose your soul. Above anything else, the Lord is concerned about that, the prosperity of your soul, and you should be concerned about the prosperity of your soul as well. Uh, some are, uh, uh, John uh, says, look, some are changing men, women, and material for material gratification that has become their God. Many, I hear, say my friend. In other words, uh, there's an influencer uh, that exists in my life. And that influencer have become my God. Now, they'll deny and say that's not my God. But anytime you follow another person, individual or uh, uh, a philosophy and it does not and is not lined up with the word of God, that has become your master. What did God say? I'm in love with God. And uh, God is saying because uh, people say I love God, but God is saying you left your first love. Love me like you used to. You know, that was a dynamic message that was preached by another minister, but he summed it up. You know, those words echoes because we do need to love God like we used to. Uh, your mouth is saying one thing, but your actions are saying another. And so with that being said, we're going to go into the book of Thessalonians, uh, the fourth chapter, as we talk about being rapture ready, number five, being rapture ready. If you want to be ready, you don't want to miss out in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. Pastor Carl is, 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 is working and I'm pouring myself out. I don't want any weight. I don't want any sin. I don't want nothing that is going to separate me from God. You have to feel that way too. You don't want nothing to separate you from God. No matter how you feel when you wake up in the morning, you might be having a bad hair day and bad hair day could mean a lot of things. And we'll talk, we'll deal with that, touch on that another time. But a bad hair day could be a lot of things. You can fill in what it means to you, but understand something, a bad hair day should not replace God. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, uh, this is uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. I would not have you ignorant, uh, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, if we believe uh, that Jesus died and rose again, so uh, even so them also which sleep, and Jesus will God bring with him. Now, this is what Jude saw. Jude, this is what Jude saw. Jude said that the Lord is coming back with 10,000s of his saints. And so Jude was seeing those that had died and rose, uh, that they're coming back uh, with the Lord. The Lord is going to bring them back. And listen, he said, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Let me read that again. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel is going to be powerful, very authoritative. And the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words.
Now, we're talking about the second advent, the second coming of Christ. And that in itself is no doubt very controversial. It's a controversial conversation among many churchgoers, believers, non-believers. Uh, it places, one, it places everyone under the spotlight. It identifies and exposes sin with an opportunity to change. Anytime something has been exposed by God, it is an opportunity. An opportunity is being presented so that change can come about. God is not interested in souls being lost, but that, that soul should be saved. Now, I was speaking with a young man and he said, you know, the messages that call and, and calls us and holds us to accountability, that holds us to holiness, don't go well in my church. And I have to scratch my head and step back and say, well, how are you going to be saved if you're not dealing with the uh, call to holiness, if you're not dealing with responsibility and uh, of what God's word says? Not my opinion, not Pastor Carl Henderson's opinion, not uh, the bishop's opinion, no one else. No one supersedes the word of God. What does the word of God says? That is the authority. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God shall stand. That's the word of God. The Bible says that his word is far above his name. So God's word is not going anywhere. And no matter how you want to interpret it to fit into your world, your, your little world that you didn't create, all souls are mine, um, if it don't line up with what God is saying, uh, there's a problem. You're not going to be rapture ready. People with plans for tomorrow, the month after, the next year, have already departed. And they departed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Now, for us, we're sitting, we, we've, we're by somebody, maybe we're by a loved one. And they may be ill and, and we see that. Uh, that life is, is starting to slip, but it's only in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye at that moment that they're gone. Uh, Sometimes we don't even know that they have departed, but it happens. The departure is so quick. And I'm not saying, you know what? I, I want to say I'm not saying this to frighten you, but but that, but let me let me be clear about that. You need to be you need the hell scared out of you. You need to change. You need to let go of the damnable things that you're doing in the name of, of well, this is just me. Uh, we need to let go of that stuff and repent of it, get rid of it. Uh, the thing that's going to send you to, into the lake of fire. You need to get rid of that because you're not really thinking clearly of what the end result is going to be. But I'm here today and I'm telling you that you need to let go of that. People with plans. A month after the year have already departed. It could have been uh, uh, by ill circumstance or just falling asleep. But given the opportunity, if they were present right now, they would tell you to get ready. It, you can, whoever comes to mind, whether it is your grandmother, father, uncle, auntie, cousin, uh, husband, wife, that have departed, whether they were saved or not, if they had an opportunity, they would tell you to get ready. I'm telling you today to get ready and to stay ready. You know, I used the illustration a, a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, children, you know, and uh, I, I have a picture and where we had the children sitting on the sofa and uh, they were all dressed for service. And, you know, you threaten them, don't move, you know, you, don't get off that sofa because uh, you don't want them to scarf their shoes that you just cleaned or just bought. Uh, you don't want them, to, uh, the girls, to, to mess their hair up. You know, you don't want them wrestling all around after you even tuck their shirt in. And that's how we should feel about ourselves, uh, because we know that the Lord is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. How many wrinkles you got? How many spots your garment and got all spotted up? You didn't get popcorn, buttery stains all on your clothes and stuff. And you ain't got time to be trying to get that mess off of you when it's in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. You need to get starched and clean 
and then tell the one that have the buttery hands, don't touch me. You got a chocolate mess. Uh, you know, M&M's was it, it melting your mouth and not in your hands. Look, M&M's do melt in your hands. You hold them. Tell that person with those messy hands, that chocolate mess, don't touch me. I don't want anything on me that's going to stain my garment. I don't want the stain of sin on me. I want to remove and it can be blotted out. It can be erased. It can be taken off, but it must be done before the moment and the twinkling of an eye. The Bible says some men's sins come go before them. Other men's sins come after them. So in other words, the word of God is saying that uh, some situations we need to have things dealt with right now rather than having them dealt with later. If you don't deal with your sins right now, then your sins are going to go uh, are going to be standing with you in the presence of God. And you're not going to be able to deal your way out of it. You're not going to be able to talk your way out of it. The Bible said that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. In my mind, I imagine the greatness, the awesomeness of God's presence that you're not going to be able to utter a word because of the conviction that is going to ensue because of the conviction and the thoughts and everything that's going to that's going to come across your mind. Uh, you know, they, uh, people have talked about their life flashing before them uh, at, because of a terrible situation that they saw every. Listen, you won't have time at that moment. You won't have time unless you follow what the word of God is saying today. Unless you're consistent, we can be consistent in so many things, but let's be consistent in what God is saying. The city of Thermot was renamed Thessalonica uh, by Cassander in honor of his wife. The apostle ministered unto the Gentiles and all that would believe. What should we be doing? Ministering unto one another and all that would believe. Uh, no respect to person. The word of God has no respect to person against nationality or anything that man does. Men has respect to person because they are not. Uh, they, first of all, they don't love themselves. The Bible said, tell us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And without the love, uh, without the love, you can't love nobody else. Uh, and so therefore it brute, it breed, it has bred prejudice. And, uh, with that prejudice, you cannot be saved. And so, uh, uh, he presented the word of God to them and he established it uh, using three uh, basic, very important truths. And that is Jesus Christ, the promised redeemer, and that uh, it was Jesus who would lay down his life and rise up again for the remission of sin. And that Jesus is the savior of the world. Now, this simple is as simple as the message is is as powerful it was powerful enough in that day and powerful enough in this day to convert jews it was powerful enough in that day to cause the greeks to believe the word of god and those that were prominent members of the thessalonica society to believe in the word and to be saved uh, now there was the spirit of antichrist uh, that was present in that day as well that tried to discredit the message uh, the messenger in order to discredit the message. Uh, Paul message dealt with fornication. Uh, he said, listen, he said, it's God's will that you should be sanctified. Uh, and, and saint, that's what the word saint, when we talk about being sainthood, we're talking about being sanctified, separating ourselves, avoiding sexual immorality. Yes, you can control that. God's not gonna control it for you, you control it. You control lust in your members. Uh, I had someone tell me that, that uh, you know what, I, I've got to go out and do this. Listen, well, why are you out doing that? What if the Lord should call you? You saying that you have faith that he won't. I'm telling you that the word of God says he will. It don't matter. You're going to get caught with your pants down if you don't follow the word of God. Somebody's going to get caught. For the Bible said two is going to be in the bed. Uh, the Bible tells us that somebody's going to be at work. Uh, people are going to be traveling. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. And in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, somebody's going to realize after the fact that they're going to hear it on the news. Social media is going to display it. Thousands are missing. 
Hundreds, ten thousands are missing. Hundreds of thousands are missing. Uh, uh, people are missing from all around the world because they took the word of God seriously and they grabbed it. They embraced it. They held on to it and they would not let it go. Paul said, listen, stay away from fornication. Uh, sanctify yourselves and avoid sexual immorality. He went on to tell them, he said, avoid idleness. And to make it your uh, amalgamation, uh, listen, to lead a quiet life. In other words, don't be messy. Look at the soap operas. Some people are just as messy as the soap operas that they've been watching. And there are a number of soap operas besides the ones that you may have grown up with, seeing your parents watch, uh, you know, your mothers, your aunties and all that mess that they was talking about. You know, and it's sad that some people watch the soap opera so much that they try to uh, imitate it in this life. They try to jump up and, and say, well, they got away with it. I'm going to try to only to find out it didn't work. You should uh, mind your own business. And work with your hands, just as we told you. Don't steal. Get a job. Don't uh, don't con nobody. Uh, work with, work your mouth. You gonna have you be a salesman. Do something productive with yourself. Paul had to deal with the misapprehension about the second coming of Christ. He said, "Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. Those that have gone on already." So that you won't be uh, grieved with the rest of mankind as those that have no hope. Uh, someone's uh, loved one has left and they, they don't know what to think about it. Will they be saved? If they were saved, the Bible said as a tree fall, that's how it lays. So if the tree is dead, when it falls, it's rotten. It has been eaten up by the termites and beetles. Uh, it's not bearing any fruit. Uh, and it died, it's already dead, but then it fell over now. Well, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it this way. Get ready. Get ready. Uh, be fruitful. Be healthy in the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what the situation it is, you can be fruitful. You can be healthy with God. Bless your Lord Jesus. And the things that we deal with, we need to understand, uh, all of us have to understand, I had to come to a realization as well that the things that come about in your life, you have to deal with it patiently. When you do something, you hurt, fall down and hurt yourself. You, you break your arm, you're riding your bike, riding a skateboard, you know, you're too old. For, but listen, you, you're riding and you fall down and you hurt yourself. You fell and it, the fracture, it, it occurred immediately. However, it takes some time for it to heal. We want to pray and say, God, do it right now. Heal me right now. Fix the situation right now. If we would have been acknowledging God in the first place, it may not have ever occurred. Did you think about that? If we would have, and there's no need of us blaming others on things that we have caused to happen. You know, I, I was talking with someone and I can see in their spirit and listening to the tone of their voice. They want to blame others for the situation that they caused to happen. But they destroy their lifestyle. Just like Eve. Eve and Adam had it made. They were in the Garden of Eden. Uh, climate, look, they have the perfect home. And God said, don't do it. God said, don't do it. Don't eat from that tree. Don't you can have anything else you want, but don't touch that. And they went and just defied what God was saying. And they lost the home that they had. They lost the relationship that should have been nurtured. It was nobody else to blame. Adam tried to blame his wife. It's the woman he gave me. She tried to blame the serpent. But all of them had knowledge of what they could and could not and should not have done. And so we can't blame no one else but ourselves and to repent and ask forgiveness and do what is right from that moment forward. As long as you are chasing after people and things, you will not move. Let me say, I'm going to say this again. As long as you're chasing after people and things, you will not move into the per, from the permissive will into the perfect will of God. Now, 
Paul is talking to the people about having hope, letting them know that that your that your loved ones that have fallen asleep are going to rise again. They died in Christ. They're going to rise again. But as long as our mind, listen, when we don't allow our mind to develop the way that God wants it to develop, mm -hmm, then we get caught up into the things and seeing how and, and doing what others are responding to. As long as you're chasing after people and things and following what they're doing, you do not enter into an area of understanding where God wants us to be. The Bible says this. It says in Mark, the fourth chapter, the 19th verse, because people are chasing after things, they're caught up in, in the false doctrine, they're caught up into, well, this is what I believe because this has been handed down to me, but it is not the truth. It is not what God is trying to reveal. It's not what God is trying to tell. And this is what Paul is trying to get over to them. Listen, we have hope. We have hope, but the hope is being tainted. The hope is being tarnished because of the cares of this life, because of what other people are telling us, because of what other people are saying, and because of what we are, have positioned ourselves into chasing after instead of being focused on what God. Mark 4, 19. For the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in and it choked the word and it became unfruitful to you. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entered into our spirit. It entered into our, our realm and you know it, it started and invaded our atmosphere and, and we became confused and, and, and we didn't know what to do because of this other thing that is choking the word. It chokes the word. The message Now, these are body believers that have been presented the gospel, but something is choking the word in them and they need to understand when the word is being choked out of us. By the cares of this world, instead of the cares of the world to come, when the word of God is being choked out of us because of the deceitfulness of riches, because of. Uh, the things that have crossed our mind because of the glamour, because uh, because of stardom, be, uh, the word of God is being choked. Uh, when we're lusting after other things instead of desiring God, why? Because it causes the word of God uh, to be choked and we become unfruitful. Romans 12, 1 to 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, bless my mind. Our minds must be transformed in order for us to be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. For you to be rapture ready, your mind must be transformed. In the moment and in the twinkling of an eye is the change of the body. Thank you, Lord. It is the changing of the body. It is not the changing of your mind. Your mind has to be transformed long before the transformation of your body. The transformation of your mind. Let me say that again. Your mind has to be transformed. It has to be converted. Now, at this moment, you have to make up in your mind that I'm going to change my thinking. I'm going to work on that. 
And I'm going to, God is going to help me work on it because I've made up in my mind. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, when I say diligently seek God, I am not talking about running up and down the aisle because somebody hit a few keys on the board. I'm not talking about rolling all over the floor. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the transformation of your mind where I look at the word of God and says, oh, I need to comply. I look at the word of God and says, I need to do that. I look at the word of God and says, I do not need to do that. I look at the word of God and it tells me how I live a kingdom life. Now, Peter and John were locked in jail and they were released by the angel. A messenger of the Lord came and released them and said, go and tell the people about this life. When we're caught up in the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, the word of God is choked out of us, which means it was presented and we become unfruitful. In other words, we do not comply to the cares of this life. The Lord wants us to know, listen, pastors, I'm just going to say pastors, ministers, evangelists. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Deacons. Those that are responsible for the care of others, the Lord wants people to know about kingdom living. He wants them to know about this life. The Bible plainly says that. Let the people know about this life. He is not talking about this world, the cares of this life, getting things. He is talking about kingdom living. The things we can tell people about how to get things, help somebody out, you know, tell, tell someone how to go and uh, how to interview properly. And, you know, and it was a blessing. It turned out they got the job that they needed, that they wanted at that moment. But listen, what about your soul salvation? What about this life? I fill out an employment, an employment application and I put down all the credentials I put down everything that I hope that they would receive because I've read the, the, the job posting and, and I know what they're looking for and, and I feel my qualifications line up with that. Well, what about the word of God? God has listed out through his word uh, what he's looking for. And we're going to go to him and tell him, no, you, that's not what you're looking for. This is what you really want. Yeah. Listen, 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 listen and listen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this is what God wants, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What does God want? He wants us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. What? How holy? Acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. That's the minimum qualification. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That you live. Now, the angel, as we said, told Peter, said, look, tell the people, tell the people, tell the people about this life, because telling the people about this life is going to allow them to prove that which is good. And uh, because you're presenting that which is good, you're presenting that which is acceptable. You're presenting that which is perfect, the perfect will of God. Tell the people about it. Listen, it places us into the divine will of God. Those that move in the permissive will or those that are uh, see some of us, some people are functioning in the permissive will. They're in a permissive will and they're satisfied with that because no one has told them that God uh, wants you into the divine will. Uh, he, we've, we've been in the book of Daniel, excuse me, the book of Ezekiel. And it's a it's a book that you have to labor with, but it takes you from. Uh, from an area of outside God's will, it brings you through uh, the the molding and shaping that God wants in order to to get you into His divine will. Now we are still in the twenty fifth, uh, going into the twenty sixth chapter of that. But listen to what I'm saying. God wants to move us. He wants to move His people out of this thought of being in the permissive and into his divine will. You need to get this. You need to think about this. You need to focus on this. You need to chew on this for a moment because you're not going to get it in one setting. People are functioning in the permissive will of God 
and they think they are in the divine will. That is not his divine will. That is just saying that mm, whatsoever a man sow of that shall he also reap. That is permissive. If you give, it shall be given. That is permissive. If you do what's right, that is permissive. You're going to reap this. Righteousness is going to, if you cast your bread out on water, it's not many days is going to come back. That is permissive. There is the permissive will of God that he allows something. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Bible says that God winked at some things and he's not winking anymore. Don't think God's wink. He winked at some things and that was his permissive will. He winked at it. It was mercy. It was great. He winked. But listen, God wants us to move out of the permissive and into his divine will. When we move out of the permissive and into the divine, it causes us to be rapture ready. It causes us. Now, in order to move out of the permissive and into the divine, then we have to do what? Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Don't we not conform into this world. I live in this world. I go to work just like everyone else and just like you and, and so many other of the ministers and so many other believers. Let's just say we're all believers because we are and we function in this world. However, our minds have been transformed. Our minds have been renewed and we know what and we're out to prove not through force, but by the life that we live, what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. We are moving. We have moved out of the permissive. We're exiting permissive into divine. And divine does not make you so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him according to the lord's word we will tell you that we are that we which are alive listen we which are alive and who are left until the coming of the lord we're not going to go up we're not going to be raptured up before those that have already those that have fallen asleep for the lord will come down from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and we which are alive is going to be caught up with them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Paul was driving home a message about the return of the Lord. Friends, I don't, I don't have the time to finish all of this today. And if God tarry and say the same, and he may, if he tarries with me, if he tarries with me, you know, uh, then I'll come back and I'll talk about it some more. But let's our minds be transformed. Let's present ourselves as living epistles, holy and acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable service. This is what God is looking for. Let's give ourselves away unto the Lord so that the Lord can use us. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. My time is up. This is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Saying, live, save, be holy. And man, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I ask that you bless those that have listened this morning, those that will be listening later, those that will download the message, let their hearts be encouraged, uh, nurture their souls, Lord God, and strengthen uh, this journey, Lord, as we pilgrim through this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you're not at a church of truth and power near you, uh, find one that's near you. Tune in, be part of it, be uh, be. Uh, a participant, not uh, don't absorb, uh, don't just observe, but uh, get involved. God wants your involvement. Amen. And be blessed. Be blessed. You know, I, I'm enjoying the Lord and I pray that you are enjoying him too. My soul is full and just so happy about what God is doing. God bless you. I'll be back on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And on uh, until then, uh, be encouraged. Cause I've been mentioned